I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Doppelgangers, NFTs, crazy Uncle Joe Biden. It can mean one thing and one thing only. It's got to be a WTF Wednesday here on Critical Thinking. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni, and this is Critical Thinking. Aren't you proud of me, Pat? I, I stopped short of calling you Rick as well. I, I um, love the Rick off of Pat Drick. Yeah, you've been doing that a lot lately. I don't really get why. It it it, it basically because I'm using my full name, right? Uh-huh. And so it's uh-huh. just a weird habit. Because a lot of people in my life, it's a mix of Andrew and Andy. So, well, it's the same thing for me, right? Your mom calls me yeah. Patrick. Right? So is my wife. Uh huh. Yep, yep. See, my wife calls me Andrew as well. See, it's a it's a woman thing. I think. Yeah, well, and then and then my dad calls me Pat. <laughs> my dad calls me Andy. <laughs> <laughs> he also calls me other things, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, that, that's true, too. Yeah. All right. So we have a lot to get into on this uh, WTF Wednesday edition. The first day of February. Before we get into all of that, you know the drill by now. Follow us on social media. If you're watching on our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, you know how to follow us on social media. If you are listening via podcast and it's your first time listening to this show, which I have a feeling over the last month we've had a lot of them, make sure that you subscribe, download, rate, and review the podcast because that is how you help grow the show. It You don't even have to do anything monetarily. You don't have to do anything that takes more than 30 seconds of effort. That's all we're asking of you. So if you enjoy critical thinking, let everybody know about it uh, by rating it and reviewing it on Apple Podcasts or other platforms, however they can be done. And we have to say a huge thank you, correct, Mr. Adoni? A massive thank you to our audience because January was our biggest month ever. We had the most podcast downloads. We had the most, um, we had the most, consistent, shall we say, uh, viewership on our Rumble page. 
and we grew our Rumble page by leaps and bounds um, com in comparison to where we were to where we are. So, uh, yeah, I, the, the the growth that happened over the last month has been fantastic, and we owe it all to each and every single one of you who tune in, who participate, who follow us, who you know just simply watch the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making it our best month ever. And uh, hopefully February can be our next best month ever. Uh, with that having been said, um, when I mention doppelgangers and NFTs, you know this is going to be a bleeped up WTF Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, that doppelganger story is a doozy, by the way. Yes, yes, it is. Um, it is a doozy on multiple fronts. Uh, let's just put it that way. Um, all right. So before we get into that, though, something that uh, came across the news desk yesterday or, well, not necessarily the news desk, but um, something that has been coming out after the Republicans began to take control of the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C., is that they've been basically just let's release everything from January 6th. Right. And I've I've been very hesitant to cover anything regarding January 6th, at least from the January 6th select committee perspective, because I found it to be wholly illegitimate. So why would I be talking about it now, Pat? Well, what if I told you that the top January 6th investigator is now literally calling out the FBI for its incompetence? And what was my... <clears throat> If I've commented anything about January 6th, there were two things that we have really covered. Number one, was the FBI involved in in um, inciting this? Number one. And then number two, the contention has always been that the response to what took place was utterly incompetent. <clears throat> The multiple requests by the Capitol Police to increase its uh, presence, right, was what? Denied by Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, right? Okay, so there's an issue. We also know that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and their ilk, just they were just, they just left the building. No problem. If they were really under attack, oh my gosh, right? If AOC was really about to die, how did how did Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer just walk out the backside of the building and go on their merry way? Those are, those are all interesting questions. But NBC News, Pat, NBC News got an interview with, uh, with T, uh, Tim Hafey, okay? former federal prosecutor who basically led the efforts of the interviews on the January 6th committee and put a report out, okay? He was the chief investigative counsel for the House January 6th committee, okay? Put a report out, basically laying out the foundational principles of what took place there. Okay, so my two contentions have always been that, that this could have been prevented by competent leadership 
Okay. Because what do we know about the Capitol Police? We know from multiple sources inside the Capitol Police that they were staging and ready to go. And they were refused service by Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Why? Again, politics. That's a simple answer to this. Because it's politically expedient for them to allow this to go on. Meanwhile, they, they, they're sitting in a life of safety, right? They, they, they don't have anything to worry about. And they never did. If you were so worried about your health, the health and safety of you and everybody else, how did you not even sneak out? You just walked yourself out of the backside of the building. I mean, not to go conspiracy theorist route, but it's almost like if they were able to just walk out like that, it's almost like, hey, uh, we we know what's going to happen. Well, to be fair, that is part of what Tim mm. uh, Hafey had to say. Not necessarily that they had advanced warning, as in Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer might have had this this warning. But mm. um, we'll get into it in a moment, because from the Daily Wire. The chief investigative counsel for the House January 6th committee concluded that failures by federal law enforcement officials played a significant role in the January 6th riot. And if those agencies had simply acted on the intelligence they had beforehand, they could have prevented the riot. How many times, Pat, have we seen this part of the story play itself out? The Boston bombing, right? Um, the shoe bomber. Um, numerous other attacks that have taken place in the United States of America. My argument for dismantling the intelligence structure in America has been that they are utterly terrible at their job, first and foremost. If anything, the FBI should be able to put some of the dots together here and, and make competent decisions, right? Like, Oh, hey, that Boston bomber looks like he's going to be somebody who's going to, this is a problem, child. And oh, wait, he's here on a student visa? Student visa revoked, get the hell out of the country. Just that simple. They have no right to be here other than they have a visa. And if I'm pretty sure plotting terrorism is a violation of your visa status. Okay. We could take a look at all of the, the things that the FBI, let alone the CIA, let alone the other you know intelligence gathering and um, disseminating agencies have gotten wrong over the years, right? The WMDs in Iraq and this and that, and we can go on and on and on. We could we could do hours of the incompetence that took place. So when I argue to dismantle I'm not just arguing because they're leftist. I'm arguing based off of their competence in their jobs. If you and I sucked this badly at our jobs, when we had all of the information in front of us and we refused multiple times, like multiple times on major projects, right? And, oh, crap, we didn't see that this wasn't going to work. We would be fired on the spot fired. Has anybody lost their job? Not a one of them. I don't even need to go down the Ray Epps. I don't even need to go down the weird conspiracy or the weird coincidences, right, of the people who 
were involved in the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot, also being the people involved in moving to January 6th. That's weird, right? How, how did that just magically happen? Knowing what we know about their actions in the, Ash, in the uh, Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot, right? The alleged drug use, drinking, cavorting, if you will, with uh, people to entice them into what? Right? So as we take a look at all of these things, this is the argument. Their incompetence. Yes, the actions of individuals, are they're responsible for their own actions. There's no doubt about that. But when you get into a crowd, crowd situation, it is very difficult for you to act individually, right? There's a mob mentality, and that's exactly what took place on January 6th. There's no excusing the decision-making to go into the Capitol. Peacefully protest all you want. Why, why did you need to go to the Capitol, it, like the physical need to get inside the Capitol? Why? You could have easily stood at those barricades and and made your voice heard loud and clear to the people. Because what were you going to change? Right? Nothing. Okay. Well, former federal prosecutor Tim Hafey revealed his findings to NBC News in an exclusive interview on Tuesday, which the Democrat-controlled committee, quote, left out of its televised hearings and final report, unquote. Hafey said that while former President Donald Trump was the proximate cause for the events that day, see, this is the thing that I don't believe. How was he the proximate cause? Other than you can make the argument, not that day. And that's my that's my issue. Not that day. The proximate cause was the grift of the the previous two months, basically. Right? The grift from election day to January 6th, in which they decided to lie to the people telling them they had the goods and that this election was stolen from them, not in the way that you and I believe it to have been stolen but in a in a way that you know <clears throat> they were stuffing ballots on election night and magically changing this and doing that they have never proved any of it not a single iota of proof and that is the issue that we have always had on this show if you had the goods you had the goods they didn't they have never been able to prove in a court of law not once that they had anything, any shred of evidence of anything that would have changed the outcome. Our contention has always been what, Pat, in regards to the stealing of the 2020 election? Uh, the GOP crapped the bed and they let them months prior by the rule changes in each state. Yes, uh, by the voting ballot union. boxes, the electioneering that was allowed to go on, the right. mail-out balloting, all of the things that led to nefarious things happening. We know that. I mean, look at 2,000 Mules, right? We, you can see that evidence. But Team GOP couldn't uncover that evidence, right? Mm, no. They never did. So no. the proximate cause here, right, for me, is not the things that happened that day, not Donald Trump's speech. It is the fact that he riled that base up based off of a false premise. And the only people that are to blame 
for what took place is Team GOP being caught flat on its feet and not responsive to the Zuckerbucks, to the things that were going on in Wisconsin, in Georgia, in Philly, right? To the things going on in Arizona, allegedly, because that has been adjudicated in the court of law. So when I take a look at that, this is where I think the January 6th committee doesn't understand. Donald Trump's part in what took place that single day is a very minute part of what happened. It is the 60-day lead-in, right? It is no- November 2nd, I believe, was was the election, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's yep. literally over 60 days of them trying to tell people that this election was stolen in a way that is tangible and easy for people to understand, right? As if you can just find the magic um, stuffed ballot box, right? Um, or the issues in Philly or whatever have you, okay? They never were able to prove any of it. All right. So Hafey said that while former President Donald Trump was the quote-unquote proximate cause for the events that day, he continues saying what happened at the Capitol was also affected by law enforcement failures to operationalize the ample intelligence that was present before January 6th about the threats of violence. And that is somewhat true. You know, if you've been following Julie Kelly, who's really the only person in-depth covering all and and putting the dots together of the January 6th uh, trials that are going on, and the fact that they're still going on tells you all you need to know. Yeah. And what I mean by that is um, I'm pretty sure that's not a speedy trial. I'm pretty sure the people that are still sitting there for what are relatively meaningless misdemeanor offenses and still have not had a a court date set period point blank sitting in a Washington DC prison yeah. honestly my, my whole theory with that is that the reason why they have all those people still detained haven't had a court date set haven't had is whoever's in charge of all of this and and people like on the January 6th committee Mm-hmm. They're trying to set an example of the manga forever crowd and oh, of those kind of people. Of course that, that's are, what this is all about. Yeah, it's not about the reality of what took place there. It has nothing to do with it. It has everything right. to do with uh in <clears throat> and that's because why? They believe it to have been a coup attempt, right? They believe it to right. have been an attempt to fundamentally alter via violence. I don't right. believe that part of it. <clears throat> I believe that people like the oath keepers, people like um the National Front, uh, people like um, what was the one that um, um, not Oath Keepers, uh, the other one, the other big group that was done by um, was started as a joke, kind of. I mean, are we talking like Proud Boys or something like yes, that? Yes, Proud Boys. Okay. Right. Yep. It, there's evidence that suggests that they had communicated together in a coordinated effort, right? There, there's evidence that suggests that they had talked in code, right, about the the need to quote unquote protect themselves or or look at violence as a potential answer here. And I'm not suggesting that I know everything about the January 6th trials because that's impossible. But Julie Kelly has noted that some of these are pretty flimsy. Um, pieces of evidence, but let's let's just give the benefit of the doubt here, okay? 
in that they have the intelligence that suggested violence was about to occur or that it could get violent, right? He's right here then, because what did they do? We watched the Capitol Police open the gates. We watched all of the things that unfolded, right? And the allegation being the FBI, the, the conspiracy theory allegation being the FBI incited some of this and blah, 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 blah. But Hafey continues saying that law enforcement had a very direct role in contributing to the security failures that led to the violence. Quote, there was also a lot of advanced intelligence about law enforcement, about carrying weapons, about the vulnerability of the capital. The intel in advance was pretty specific, and it was enough, in our view, for law enforcement to have done a better job. I happen to agree with that, but we also don't have Tim Hafey dealing with the members of Congress who controlled the Capitol Police that day in only, was it, three hours or so into the quote-unquote riot at the Capitol, did the riot you know, police within the Capitol, uh, U.S. Capitol Police Department and the and broader Washington, D.C. police, the Metro Police, decide to, to get involved. Why? Because every time they put it up the food chain, they were rebuffed. They were sitting there ready hours in advance, by the way, Pat, of anything that took place. They were ready at the D.C. Armory which is not far from the Capitol, by the way. It, could, it would have taken them maybe five minutes to, to have gotten there by vehicle. So why didn't they? They didn't, they didn't because they have, to get, they have to have a direction from Congress. They, Nancy Pelosi has to be the one to give them the okay to get there. It is an operational issue. So because this is a special this would have to be a special request of Congress. Okay. So so I guess the question I have then is then why didn't she make that request? Right. She didn't make that request until it was way too late. Donald Trump right. had been Donald Trump, by the way, had been asking for this for a long time. And it was rebuffed, rebuffed, rebuffed. Why? Because politics. They they put politics and this is the this is where I go with all of this. The the information that Tim Hafey gives us here tells us they put politics ahead of protection. They put politics and scoring points over protection of both the people in the Capitol and the people outside of it. Ashley Babbitt. And I'm sorry that I forget the other person's name who died that day. The only two people that died that day were was a woman murdered by a Capitol Police officer. Okay. That, there's no question. Because, okay, so now we just have the ability to shoot somebody when they're coming at you? No matter, no matter what the situation is, you have no idea if they have a weapon or not. You, you're literally sitting through a door. You just shoot them? as a police officer that, that that's that's the procedure here no of course you don't let them overpower you but you still have a barrier between you and that situation the only other person died in what a tunnel underneath the capitol by being beaten to death by multiple police officers have any of them ever been charged with a murder no have any of them been fired? No. 
Now, the, uh, the police officer who shot Ashley Babbitt, I believe, retired his position. That means he's collecting a pension from you and I, Pat. Pretty oh, sure lovely. there should be a trial, right? And Marjorie Taylor Greene pointed this out, right? She pointed this out yesterday in a congressional hearing in which she talked about how terrible it was what we saw and witnessed in Memphis, right? But notice mm. how those five police officers are being charged. Right. Notice yeah. how they are about to face justice one way or the other, whether whether that ends up in a conviction or a non-conviction. I would suggest the evidence in that case gives us a pretty clear picture that that was a murder like that. If not, right. that what mm-hmm. is. Um, but we also have all the evidence we need about the Ashley Babbitt situation. And so we do have two tier justice. Right. It's a political two-tier justice system here in this country. Mm -hmm. If it is a leftist cause, you damn well better believe they're going to bring justice, bring justice. It's the other way around. Nope, nope, nope. But he continues saying that the report noted the highly politicized committee not only chose to downplay his findings, meaning Tim Hafey, but at times went as far as to contradict his conclusions. So let's just get through... uh, Four quick statements that he made, because the out, the report outlined the following conclusions um, that Hafey said the investigators found. Number one, the Capitol Police failed to deploy enough force to defend the building, but the FBI and DHS, the federal agencies charged with collecting intelligence about domestic extremists, didn't do enough to sound the alarm about the threat. So, again, the FBI and DHS knew all about what was likely to happen here and did nothing to prepare Because if Nancy Pelosi and other people knew this, they would have deployed the right resources from the Capitol Police. Right. Okay. The FBI and DHS were too cautious about exploiting so-called open source intelligence gleaned from social media out of misplaced concern about free speech violations. I don't disagree with that. Because if you put something out on Twitter, it is unless you have a private account, right? That's for public consumption. Anybody and everybody can do this. Number three, the FBI and DHS made a crucial error by not publishing a joint intelligence bulletin about the threats they were seeing, which might have prompted a more robust defense of the Capitol. And then finally, fourth, there was confusion about which federal agency was in charge, hampering the response once the Capitol was breached. That is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. There was mass chaos about who got to call the shots about the response. Once once the, the breach happened, the, all hell broke loose behind the scenes. We, we Everybody knows that. Havey continues saying that mistakes were made that led law enforcement not, uh, that led to law enforcement not acting on tips they received, that violence may uh, break out that day, tips that were submitted weeks in advance. Even if individual tips don't, by themselves, provide enough specific and credible information to take an investigative step, take a step back. If there were 50 such tips, aggregate intelligence suggests, hey, maybe we do have a problem, Hafey said. That was the failure here. And that has been, that has been the, the, that has always been our intelligence failure. We could go back to 9-11. If you Monday morning quarterback that, all of the evidence that you needed to know that something was coming was here. It was there. It is the in the 
the incapability uh, to put the pieces of the puzzle together that is the damnation of these groups. Now, I'm not suggesting that everybody has a crystal ball and we would have known that, you know, this specific day or this specific thing. But ask but if we knew whom these people were, where they were, what they were doing, do you or do you not think we would have had a better control over the potential for 9/11 to have even happened? Yeah. Yeah, we would have. Instead, we just buried our head in the sands playing this game and that game. And that was what was told to us by we had to have the Patriot Act, right, Pat? The Patriot Act would solve that intelligence failure because everybody knew that that was an intelligence failure. Everybody. If there is a blame outside of the people who committed that act, it is our failure to communicate across the multiple intelligence gathering agencies, right? It was all the siphoning of information. Okay, we are supposed to not have that siphoning of information. We are supposed to have basically the spigot wide open when it comes to that, right? Here we are. The WND situation, the Vegas situation, you know, blah, 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 blah. Every single time. Oh, this was a known, it, this uh, here in, in Illinois, the Highland Park shooting that happened last summer. Terrible, horrific. I cannot imagine being at a 4th of July parade with women, children, all everybody, families, right? And the trauma that that's going to cause. Hearing that shooting, seeing that shooting, seeing people killed. I can't imagine it. Okay? But guess what? The state and the federal government had all the information they needed that that individual was likely to have committed a crime, right? They had all the information that this individual was illegally getting weapons. And they did nothing. Sometimes the easy deterrent is knock, knock on the door. Not, not even charging them, right? Knock, knock on the door and letting them know <laughs> we're watching, right? Letting them know we know what we know, right? Sometimes that's the deterrent here. Or more importantly, if they get them on the weapons charges, right? Find a way to get them before it happens. And I'm not suggesting pre-crime. I'm suggesting once you put the pieces of the puzzle together that something is about to happen, you take action. Instead, we still sit here today, 20 years after the Patriot Act. 20 plus years, 21 years after the Patriot Act, and we still have this problem. This is an utter failure of our intelligence community. And nobody's going to lose their job. Nobody's going to be held accountable. Not a single person will be demoted. Not a single person will be held without a pension, right? Not a single individual will suffer any consequences whatsoever for utter failure. That's what Tim Hafey is, is pointing out here, is that it is their lack of ability and forethought and data analysis skills that got them to this situation. And meanwhile, while you have people that are not being held accountable or are likely going to get away with all of this um, poor performance and behavior, you have innocent people that are still awaiting a court date and are likely not going anywhere um, from their captivity anytime soon. That is true. And Pat, 
it wouldn't be a WTF Wednesday without uh, me going to uh, quickly uh, to ESPN to check on something. We have uh -huh. breaking news as we are recording this program. Oh, boy. What's that? Tom Brady is officially retiring after a 23-year career in the NFL. Is he sure this time? Yes. Tom Brady says he's retiring for good, ending his 23-year historic career, seven Super Bowls, all sorts of NFL passing records. He is 45 years old. I hope that last year was totally worth ruining his um, marriage. Your marriage to one of the sounds like one of the nicest and most attractive women of the late nineties and early two thousands. Congratulations, you moron. Yeah. Yeah, is that was that was that really worth ruining your family over? No. 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 I, Submit not, no. No, I would submit, oh, hell no. And with that, though, Pat, I believe it is time for us to play the B or not the B. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. And with that, lay that headline on me at least once, probably twice. All righty, then. Today's headline, Miracle, Biden ends same COVID pandemic for the third time. Miracle. Biden ends same COVID pandemic for the third time. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. While you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks, you haven't gone to Coffee Brand Coffee yet. You need to because they don't want your vote. They just want your business. That's all they want. They don't want your politics. They want your business. They focus on making a great product. Everything is freshly roasted and shipped directly to you. That includes their tea and hot chocolate, too, by the way. So if you're not a coffee drinker, hopefully you'll do the tea or you'll you'll drink hot chocolate like me. It's all great stuff. It's a great business. It's a great business model, especially when you have all these quote unquote woke coffee companies that are popping up everywhere that really will use your politics against you. Coffee brand coffee just doesn't care. All you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, use the promo code Critical thinking at checkout, and you'll get 5% off your purchase. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code critical thinking at checkout and get 5% off your purchase today. Miracle Biden ends same COVID pandemic for the third time. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. <clears throat> I'm going to go with this being the Babylon B. Okay, are you sure? No, I'm not sure because this could go either way because I'm trying to think if, if he told us that he was going to end the COVID pandemic prior to this, and I don't remember that happening. Okay. So I'm going to go with the Babylon B. probably going to be wrong. Well, it's a good thing you trusted your instincts because this is the Babylon B. First, there were the low the lows and the fishes. Then came the Trump presidency. Now the United States has been blessed to witness another miracle as President Biden has ended the same COVID-19 pandemic three times in a row. No other president has ended the COVID-19 pandemic even once, let alone three times, said gay black press secretary Karine Jean-Pierre at press conference 
that still bars entry to anyone who has not recently tested negative and also mandates the unvaccinated to wear masks and social distance. However, we must make this clear, said stated Jean-Pierre. The ongoing pandemic, which President Biden has ended multiple times, is not over. Critics have voiced concerns about President Biden taking credit for ending the ongoing pandemic and wonder if President Trump should also receive credit for Operation Warp Speed, which helped rush Pfizer's perfect 100% effective COVID-19 vaccine into our veins and then our hearts. At publishing time, Biden's team had confirmed there will be a fourth pandemic-ending miracle in our future, right before the 2024 election. Of course, of course, a horse of a horse, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, at least it got $100 of Dominic Gizzo's totally legit uh, MLM money, correct? Yes, it's totally legit Ponzi scheme money, yes, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with that, uh, Mr. Patonia, I believe it is time for us to dive into the WTF Wednesday. All righty. Um, yeah. We have a lot to get into, so where 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 do we really want to start? I mean, we could start multiple places. My question is, do you want to start with the doppelganger story, or or do you want to save that for a little bit and let let people mull on that one for a little bit? Huh? let's let's let people mull on that for a little bit. Okay. Well, then we're gonna go to a fairly similar story then. Um, it, not not so much in in the outcome of this story, but um, uh, if I could get my mouse to work here, uh, what story um, could possibly be similar to Doppelganger? Well, twenty two year old coach impersonates teen player, Wait, gets what? sacked for her trouble. <clears throat> Say what? Twenty two year old coach impersonates teen player. So um, a 22-year-old assistant basketball coach had been fired along with both the JV and varsity head coaches after she impersonated one of her junior varsity players during the game. Alicia Boykins, who was an assistant coach at Churchland High School in Port Smith School District in Virginia, Suited up and played with the team in place of a 13-year-old who was unable to make it to their January 21st game. Wait, what? So you're telling me that knowing that a player couldn't make the game, mm-hmm. the JV head coach, the varsity head coach, everybody knew about this? And they still yeah. want... The rapture, rapture, please, rapture, please. Can we just get there? Can can we just fast forward, please? Because I, 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 (laughs) the level of look, I am not saying that coaches are uh, above trying to cheat to win, right? Mm -hmm, Because the mm -hmm. ultimate goal is winning. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But the level, 
there's a difference between showing somebody how to flop on the field, right? Or how to embellish a holding call, right? Right, right. There's a difference between that and this. There's a difference between that and you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna put the jersey on of a 13-year-old JV high school basketball player. How thirsty for attention do you have to be? How morally bankrupt, how ethically bankrupt do you have to be to get here? That 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 is legitimately my question at this point. I, I don't know. I mean, what possesses a person to, in, uh, especially an yeah. adult, yeah. to, I, to I, impersonate a thirteen-year-old? I, I can I I can't put myself in that mental headspace, right? I I just cannot physically do it. I I cannot. Part of critical thinking is putting yourself in in that that, that other other viewpoints uh, shoes, right? Mm-hmm. And and then trying to think through these things. I I can't get there. That is something that is not just foreign to me. It is a hundred percent something I can't relate to. What the fire truck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a good WTF for you. Sure. Okay. Um. Well, you you know that uh, Pfizer re- well very quietly released a statement in response to project veritas right well yeah i mean we covered it on on friday's show that they released a very uh how shall we say this a non-committal committed response (laughs) they they didn't address anything that the video actually covered at all they just generally said we don't do gain of function research they that's not what the allegation of this video was. The, the The allegation of this video was that you were considering doing this. You were considering mu- mutating a virus and in right. implanting it into a monkey, right? Okay, or monkeys. Well, well um, Project Veritas, I think, has become the the ultimate, basically. They they they're teaching people how to troll and troll properly. Because what they did is they that. rented an LED truck, which featured clips of that that uh, sting that they did on on. I Jordan Walker, whatever. Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jordan the truck featured, Walker. The truck featured clips of their recent running with the Pfizer exec, and then they park it right outside in front of the Pfizer HQ. <laughs> and then wasn't it the hashtag? Uh, was it uh, guided evolution or whatever it was? Uh, right? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Or directed evolution. That's what it was. Yeah. Hashtag directed evolution. <laughs> yes. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, this was, this made me laugh so hard. So, yesterday so here's the it. thing though, Pat, this isn't trolling. This is shining a light. Okay. Yeah. Trolling them would be like continuously needling them on Twitter. Right. Or yeah, whatever. This is this is the attempt to shine a light. Now, there's also a story that I don't know if you know yet um, about this. Real quick, um, mm. Project Veritas has gotten a hold of an internal YouTube memo um, in regards to their video that went viral that they decided to uh, to take down. Right? 
yeah, yeah, every every version of it. Uh huh. So YouTube internally did what, Pat? They they attempted to use their COVID misinformation. Yes, they did. Somebody actually tagged me in that on on social media the other day. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm I'm not I'm not even remotely surprised. By it. And they had a timestamp, right? So any video that got to that timestamp would be automatically flagged, removed, and um, a strike given to that individual. Here's the rub on that, though. The misinformation came directly from Pfizer's executive's mouth. Yeah, they're not they're not disseminating that misinformation. They're the. the it's a it's an absolute abuse of the policy on YouTube, and it's part of the reason why we are no longer part of YouTube. Okay, we we don't want anything to do with it because we want to be able to speak freely and understand the consequences. We we're not like the Daily Wire in terms of we need this for our business model. No, we don't. And I would rather be in a position of being whole when it comes to being able to speak our minds. Than being controlled by ooh these arbitrary standards that continuously change and the goalposts move all the time and if you don't play by those oh, oh, oh our business model goes out the window. It's not where I want to be. Mm. I'd rather earn a buck than ten dollars that way. That's that's mm. kind of where I'm at when it comes to this. And don't tell me that Rumble doesn't have power either because uh, take a look at Stephen Crowder or take a look at Ben Shapiro when they finally joined Rumble, right? Yeah. Look at the look at the followings that they have. There, there's there's money to be made here. It might not be as great as YouTube, but there's money to be made. Now, Give it time. <clears throat> mm-hmm. With that being it's said, take Pat, a while. let's go ahead and move on. I think we've teased enough. Mm. Doppelganger, German, murder. Yeah. So the headline is this: German Iraqi woman allegedly used. Instagram to find a doppelganger. Okay. Then murdered her to fake her own death. What? So, so that, so <clears throat> let me break this down real quick in my head. Yep. So this person decided that they wanted to fake their death. So what they decided to do was find somebody on Instagram who was a doppelganger to herself. Uh-huh. And then rather than like I don't know faking the murder of that individual, right? They actually murdered the person. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Allegedly. Allegedly this is what happened. Ha. <laughs> uh pandemic folks this is bad shit like uh, ha- you were you were doing faking your death wrong too by the way uh, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. totally wrong <clears throat> well the alleged perpetrator identified as 23 year old Sharaban K killed beauty blogger holy Kalija O also 23 in Germany uh, last August according to investigators She'd been brutally stabbed more than 50 times. Okay, so this isn't even like I poisoned her or like. Correct. This is cold blooded. This Um, is this is this is a sociopath, folks. 
Yeah. This is if you ever want to know what a sociopath is, this story is for you. This isn't a psychopath. There's a difference. This is a sociopath. So, um, with her body left in the back seat of uh, Charbon K's Mercedes, and Charbon K's accomplice, he had an accomplice identified as her boyfriend. Subsequently, went into hiding. When the body was found, police traced the car's registration to Charbon K's family. Given the corpse uh, had been disfigured, uh, investigators assumed she was the victim. This week, however, police charged Charbon K with the murder, with prosecutors saying she uh, trawled Instagram in a bid to find a victim who matched her physical appearance. It had been confirmed that she accused and had contacted several women via Instagram before the act was seen, who seemed to look similar to her. Um, a because uh, I, I can't say this name. So uh, a German attorney general told local public uh, bill it can be assumed that the suspect wanted to go into hiding due to internal disputes with her family and fake her her own death. Um. By the way, police lured the victim. Uh, police say Charbon lured her victim with a promise of beauty products. So I'm curious, though how did how did they figure this out at the end of the day? The article doesn't tell me that. I, so uh, wow, <clears throat> wow, for Veronica and, Greaser, Greiser, it's likely Greiser. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It, 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 wow. 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 It, here's the thing. Like, like, it actually does show like what what both women look like. They look totally different to me. I mean, there are some similarities here, but I, there's enough. Yeah. There's enough I, of I, a similarity uh, that mm-hmm. that yeah. Wow. That's insane. That's got to be the mo- also. Memo to 23-year-olds in America and elsewhere. Stop interacting with randos on Instagram. Oh, and just get a job. With that having been said, Pat, uh, your final thoughts on today's show, because how do you top that WTF moment? How? how? Well, I mean, we have stuff from Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden, but uh, you don't. Well, that actually, is by you know what? Um, we, we should cover that Joe Biden moment uh, because I can't think of anything creepier. And and, and I'm going to play that on Friday. So I'm saving the video. Um, but uh, Joe Biden decided to uh, approach the reporters as they asked questions of him. And it was must have been raining in Washington, D.C. this day. And uh-huh. what did he do? He grabs the woman's hand who's holding the umbrella in the most creepy thing I've ever seen a president do. What did he think it was Jill? You mean Dr. Jill Biden, Pat? Yeah. Excuse yeah. you. You peasant. You, you mean English professor Dr. Jill Biden? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, well, okay, just just making sure. I had this argument with my wife. I, I cannot stand people who use a doctorate. Okay. Unless that is in, I don't know, a medical or science-based field, right? 
you're not a doctor of effing anything. Great, you have an advanced degree. Your husband can't even speak the English language. I mean, I can How much of a doctor are you? But it, it's usually just, a professor. And I said to my wife, it'd be like, hey, no, no, you're going to refer to me as Andrew Coppins, realtor. Go bleep yourself is what 99.99999% of the people would tell me, and they would be correct. Hey, I studied my ass off. I have a license. I have a membership, right? Uh-huh. Call me a realtor, you piece of crap. You See, now me. I just want to tell my wife that she she needs to call me Patoni, devilishly handsome. Nobody will ever do that, Pat. Maybe devilish. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> That's why I said my wife, you jerk. Yeah, even she won't do that. Mm, probably why? not. You're probably right. Because uh, she doesn't need to feed your ego any more than... It already exists. <laughs> and with that, your final thoughts on today's show. Uh, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And uh, watch out for crazy doppelgangers. Yeah, I was going to say uh, lesson for today. Um, don't get murdered by a doppelganger. Um, um, I just, just know. Yeah. And with that... Yeah. Be smart, be safe, be kind, eat all your meals today, and as always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.